On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a bounce-back win against the Portland Trailblazers. We'll tell you why the development of Jalen Brunson has meant so much to the Dallas Mavericks this year. 32 players drafted over Jalen Brunson. We don't talk about it enough. How many of those players regret everything? Not Luka. <laughs> I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe right now. If you have not, do it. We're getting to 10K. We're getting to 10,000, wherever the subscribe button is. Is it here? Is it there? Is it down here? Is it up here? You can see us right now pointing in all all kinds of directions. And you can see uh, pointing, joining me, as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking, the DSJ reunion junkie. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Good bounce back win uh, for the Mavs uh, against a kind of a sucky team. But my heart was warm. Just seeing the guys interact with Dennis, it was good. You know, it Luca, Dorian, it you know, is a little bit added. Uh, you know, with the uh, when you know the story that came out, you know, Tim McMahon's story with Rick, and kind of you know the the Dennis um, bits in that Dennis quote tweeting it, saying, "Oh, this is you know exactly how my time went." So it's just another added of like it was not a great divorce for the for the Mavericks and Dennis with Junior on on this show. We no. had a you know, a countdown or a count up of of Dennis Smith Jr. trade season day, you know, day one, day two, day three. He wanted out. He did the back I, injury I was thing. Saying, he there, did there the illness sides. stuff, right? There, there is both yeah. sides to this, but it was nice to see him together tonight. Yes. The, I, I think it became a popular thing after the McMahon story about Rick. We all knew the Rick stories, you know, Rick and Dennis and all that. But Dennis isn't fully innocent in that in that divorce no. either. Uh, Dennis had some decisions there uh, towards the end. Um, but anyway, it was good seeing all the guys. The Smith way. Oh, was good yeah. seeing them. Dorian, Dorian and Dennis Jr. It was good to see them back together. Now, Dennis, re- didn't, Dennis didn't play in this game, but he was on the bench and he was yelling at guys and it was fun to see him interact. I've referenced uh, that the Smith way a lot. I wrote a story on it from abs.com and sat with them both after practice and talked to him one day and it, it was a lot of fun. That was, you know, that was after we, uh, you know, did a pod suggesting, you know, Mo Bamba for Dennis Smith Jr. And <laughs> Dennis, liked li- Dennis liked it on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, now I got to go uh, see him at practice. And um, that's part <laughs> of being in the game, you know? So uh, it's part of that it. was a, a day we had a talking. We had a talking. You were like, we got to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> for re- because this is what changes, you know, there, there's, there's different, you know, yeah, there's hard when you're in the in, in the media sphere, it's a little bit easier to just throw out stuff if you're never never going to be in front of some people's faces that you're talking about, right? Like, I mean, it's just part of it, and it's just a little a uh, little different, you know. When we're if we throw out something, and then bam, we're in the locker room the next night or at practice the next day, and it's like, yeah, well, we just talked on the pod yesterday about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a, a a good learning lesson for us. So on today's show, we're going to talk about all the reasons Christoph Porzingis needs to be traded. Whoa. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. 
Dude, the comments are lighting you up right now. <laughs> I'm just the Dallas Mavericks get to win 132 to 112 against the Portland Trailblazers. A good bounce back win for the Mavs after playing honestly their worst game of the season against the Golden State Warriors. And the second night of a back to back, they go from San Francisco to Portland and they end up getting the win. Now, let's set the table here a little bit because the Blazers team was missing Damian Lillard, uh, Larry Nance Jr., Robert Covington. Uh, Nasir Little, uh, Cody Zeller. Nice, Nas Littles. They're missing. They're missing a bunch of guys. Let's let's just say that. So they're missing a ton of players on their team, and uh, but it's you still got to play the guys in front of you. It looked after the first quarter, it looked like this was just going to be a blowout win for the Mavs, and the Blazers did fight back in this one. Yeah. But um, the Mavericks do get a win. They made a run at the end of the third quarter, and that's how it wasn't close at the end. But um, I I want to start this one with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson in this game, 20 points, 11 assists for him, 16. Uh, he was plus 16 in the plus minus, and he played a good chunk of his minutes when Luka was off the floor. One of the big things for this Mavericks team has been, who can handle the ball? Who can carry the Mavericks when Luka's off the floor? That was There was no bigger story than in the playoffs last year and the year before when Luka would sit and the Mavs would just go in the crapper. They would just completely bottom out. And Jalen Brunson has become the guy that can carry this team a little bit while Luka is off the floor. And it has been a massive, massive development for this team. And you cannot say how incredibly big it is, his development, that he can carry the Mavs for these stretches and put up 20 points on pretty much only one shot of his I thought was assisted in this game. Like He is scoring unassisted. And then he's assisting guys as well. That's way up this year. His assist rate is much higher than it has been in the past. 11 assists and zero turnovers for Brunson in this game. Like He's cleaned up the last couple of games where he's had some, some turnover issues and things like that. But it's been an incredible development. So you had 11 assists in this game, like you said. Do you not? You want to take a guess? We love when you do this on the pod. I always do it to you. I'm glad you're doing it to me this it's time. It's incredible. Uh do you want to take a guess how many games this season that he's had double-digit assist? Ooh, is it like six? Close. today and Tonight was his fifth. His mm. fifth game. Uh, do you want to take a guess out of uh, all the games last year, 72 games, we played in 68 of them, and seven playoff games, how many double-digit assist games he had all last year? Man, I'm going to go with – I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him one. Zero. Yeah. Zero. And, and so, I, I mean, obviously he's only at five now, but I, I just, you know, he hit We're halfway that through the season, right? Like, like ha- a little over halfway through the season, he has five times, to- like, uh, no, 5,000% more. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just, you, you look at, you know, Brunson when he had the, you know, I just, I remember there was a, a, a moment tonight watching the game. I'm like, he's in control of this whole game right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he's he's had that ability. We've seen that going back to Villanova and all of that when you know, those championship stuff. But still it's like I feel like scoring has came a little bit easier for him than like the playmaking, get everybody involved, and it felt like he was doing that tonight and having those 11 assists. And it's like I've never kind of viewed him as like a John Stockton type of not him. Uh, another distributor uh because Brunson likes to take Brunson his sh- still has his tickets to his college team. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Brunson likes to take shots. So that's the thing with he's, it, it felt like I've never kind of like viewed him that way. And for him to have an 11 shots or shots. <laughs> now I'm all thrown off. Why did I have to say Brunson at 15 shots? Um, 
But if Harriman had 11 assists tonight, I just thought yeah. he played a very, very good game tonight. He did. It was, a, it was a great game from him. He continues to be a huge development for this Mavericks team and sort of a big problem for the Mavericks heading to the trade deadline. What do they do with him? What do they, you know, do they cash in on this incredible trade value he has right now and attach him to, to one of these contracts that the Mavericks have that they don't want to maybe keep um, for a while? But yeah, so but I, 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 just for the Mavericks, he means so much to them. It's hard for me to hear any of the trades that I'm hearing getting thrown out there and say, yeah, send Jalen Brunson over there. I'm okay losing Jalen Brunson, right? Like the Mavs need him so badly. You know, I was listening to uh, I had the Bally Sports pregame on my TV before uh, before the game. I was doing work on the couch. Uh, my wife and I were sitting there, and, and Mark Stein starts talking, and you know, and he was talking about the trade deadline coming up. They're talking about Tim Hardaway's uh, injury, and Stein, you know, said on that that pregame, he's like, "Yeah, the you know the Mavs have started. You know, they, they just started to gauge kind of the interest of Tim Hardaway around the league. You know, what teams thought about his stuff." But he said. Every team that's calling the Mavericks right now are asking about Jalen Brunson. <laughs> and and he said Dorian Finney Smith too, but he's like, it, it's Jalen Brunson. They want to know, you know, with those guys. So that I mean, we all know it. Cheap contract, good young player, point guard at that. Teams are calling. It's just we've went over this situation a million times. It's you're you guys are listening to this on a Thursday. We're two weeks exactly, you know, on, on the day. <sighs> From the NBA trade deadline. And what I think it's going to, I think it's a sneaky thing league wide too that not many people are talking about is what Dallas will do with Jalen Brunson. Cause it's such a unique situation because a lot of these guys going into their contract offseason are restricted free agent. You don't get this like cut off, unrestricted, you know, you know, situation. And this is where Dallas is in right now. Yeah, it's a it's a strange situation that the Mavericks are in, and uh, this was a little bit of a strange game, so we're going to break it down a little bit more. We'll tell you about um, some of the points in this game. We'll talk about how the Mavericks sort of have moved on without Tim Hardaway Jr. now that he's out of the lineup, who replaced him, uh, and what did we see from those guys, and we'll, t- we'll talk about Luka's 15 and 15 and 10 triple triple double just messed around and got it in this game, so we'll talk about that coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Bet Online wants to wish you guys a happy new betting year and maybe a new betting um, for you if you guys have never bet before. Go ahead and check out betonline.ag. Just go to the website, check it out, betonline.ag. You can click the sports on the top left, and then you can, or if you're on your mobile, you can go to sports. And then you can go to basketball and you can check out, okay, NBA game. Tomorrow they have, or today on Thursday, if you guys listen to this, Warriors, six point favorite against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are above 500 yeah. all of a sudden. But. This Warriors team, only a six-point favorite at home against Timberwolves. That one I may start looking at and say, I think I may take the Warriors with the points in that because that one could get away from the Wolves really quickly. And uh, future MVP, (laughs) future self-proclaimed MVP, current future self-proclaimed MVP, Anthony Edwards. So go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Check out all the other odds they have for NFL, NBA, uh, baseball, if they have baseball this year. We'll see if they do all that on betonline.ag. Betonline, where the game starts. Just put Bonds and Clemens in the Hall of Fame. Come on. (laughs) What are we doing? Stop messing around. If somebody skipped the ad, they have no idea what we're talking about. All right, Isaac. (laughs) Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. The NBA trade deadline is coming in two weeks, like we just said. Go subscribe to the Lockdown NBA channel. We will have a live uh, trade deadline show for you with the talents of John Corrales, the Lockdown Celtics host, who's an incredible host, 
as well as Josh Lloyd, the GOAT of fantasy basketball. Go check it out. Locked on NBA on YouTube. All right. So the Mavericks win this game and they come out in the first quarter. 40 to 25. And it felt even like a bigger deficit <laughs> than 15 for the Blazers. The Mavericks just yeah. destroy the Blazers on the inside. Nurkic put him in a pick and roll every single time and the Mavericks can just score on him. It felt like Porzingis scored four or five dunks just off of those pick and rolls in that first quarter. And, uh, and man, they were rolling at that point. Yeah. I mean, the first quarter, like this is going to be a blowout, right? Because I mean, you know, (laughs) Damian Lillard's not playing. Shout out to some OG listeners. My wife sat down on the couch and said, zero. Where's zero? Where's zero? Zero. Dig it up. Uh, but, but no, it's, um, you know, <laughs> missing all those guys. You're like, all right, this is already going to be a tough game. But then they start off. I mean, those first few minutes of the first, I'm like, I was so hyped. I'm like, what a heck of a start. Luca, you know, kind of caps it off there with that. They start with that. They start with that weird Nurkic like pass that that they kept showing as a replay on Bally that Porzingis blocked it, but really Nurkic mm. just like it, it got tipped out of his hands by Dorian and Porzingis just caught it. And they're like, "Look at this block by Porzingis!" And I was like, "Guys, I think he just kind of caught it <laughs> in midair." But it started with that, and then he gets a dunk on the other end. Brunson hits a corner three. Dorian has the and one transition layup. Like you're yeah. just like, "Oh my gosh!" The Mavericks are scoring in all these different ways, and then capped off by Luca. Yeah, I mean, and Luca, you know, has has this little stretch there. He he obviously, I mean, he's out there fun, having fun and laughing and and everything. It's like, all right, this is gonna be one of those nights. And then the Blazers just like they they kind of like hung around, you know. They, I'm like, at some point they're gonna go up by like 25, and it's just it. But man, I t- I tell you, Anthony Simons, he's growing on me. He what a different player he is now than like when he he came in the league super young. I want to say he was 18 when he first came in the league. Came I think it was the IMG Academy yeah. and all of that. Didn't play in, in you know in college and all that. And like we heard all these like random stories after that first year, Zach Lowe and everybody's like, oh, I'm hearing that like Portland saying he's untouchable. He's untouchable. Like, there's no way he's special. But man, he I thought he played good tonight. He he's like he's gaining a lot of confidence right now. I looked up and he had 18 points like in the third or fourth quarter. And I said, there's no way he only has 18 points. It just felt like he was hitting on every single shot he took. He finished yeah. with 23 points, but he had seven assists as well. Yeah, he he stood out to me more than C.J. McCollum did for a good part of that game. I think until you know third quarter or so, C.J. McCollum really started to to make his presence known. But Anthony Simons was the one I thought really leading the charge for that Blazers team. I was I was impressed by him as well. Yeah, super athletic, fun player. But but no, I mean, I, I think one of the, the stories of tonight is, I mean, what a difference. This team makes freaking three-pointers. Like, yeah. we just talked about, you know, on yesterday's pod, when you go 10, I think, what didn't they go 10 of 40 against Golden State? Yeah. And we talked about all the guys who are 0 for 3, 0 for 4, and, and all of that. And it's like, you go down the list tonight, and it's like, all right, Dorian hit a couple, Maxi hit a couple, Brunson, Luka hit a couple, Reggie freaking Bullock. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. You're right. You're dang right, Jason Kidd. <laughs> Reggie had a couple small things tonight that I like audibly laughed on. There was a play where the ball went out of bounds and he picked up the ball and just handed it to this kid and was like, hey, pass it, ba- pass it back to me. <laughs> and it was like this like weird thing, but it was like super nice of him. And the kid was like freaking out to his dad. And then go back and watch Josh Green's dunk. When Josh Green had that nasty dunk in the second half, Reggie does this dance in the paint right after he dunked it. And it was like, bro, you're like celebrating on the on the floor. I just love Reggie Bullock. I hope he's on this team 
past the deadline. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. And played longer. And played longer on the Mavericks. Yeah, he had he had four of his seven threes and uh it made a difference. He had fifteen points. And uh what about also- that Luca wraparound one arm pass in that how about foot? how about all of Luca's passes in this game? Well let's I mean we we've gone too long without talking about Luca. Fifteen points, ten boards, just got just just under the wire, got the tenth defensive rebound to get the triple double. Fifteen assists for him as well. Uh, did not shoot the ball particularly well. Four of eleven from the field, and only hit two of his six threes. Couple of uh, you know free throws, but his passing man, he was just on it with every single. I mean, in the second quarter, he had that behind the back pass to Chris. You know, oh yeah, diving in the lane. He just he hits guys. There may not be many passers that are better than Luca in the NBA. It's it's no. probably like LeBron, Jokic, end of list. Like Jokic, end of list. Right? No. <laughs> it's, yeah. Le- LeBron, Jokic, end of Luca, end of list. Are there better passers than those guys? Well, I mean, I think Chris Paul is probably up there. I don't know. He, I don't know if he can make the passes that those three guys can. Can, make. can LeBron still pass? The the LeBron hate from you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How's Russ doing? Oh, it's it's bad. It's quite bad. Uh, I like you mentioned Marquise Chris. I like I like Marquise Chris's minutes tonight. I mean, he got seven minutes, but I'm like, hey, can I get more? I think it's always a telling sign when a guy is playing, you know, playing off the bench. You're like, "Hey, can we get more minutes for this guy?" I, mm-hmm. I I loved his minutes tonight. Yeah, it's like the you know, leave him wanting more kind of thing with broadcasting or TV or anything like that. You want to just leave him wanting a little bit more. But uh, in this case, Dwight Powell, I thought played a good game, which is why yeah. Marquise Chris didn't get to play as much as maybe we would want him to. Uh, Dwight Powell, we've seen way less frustration from Mavs fans and less frustration from us too. I think from about Dwight Powell, since he's been, you know, back to his role, he plays about 18 to 22 minutes a game. Great role for him. Perfect. He's, he's playing great. And, and he has the ability to just knock over Nurkic and Ben McLemore with just like his, pre- his sheer presence and get a foul call for it. On it. Yeah. But, I had a DM. I'm, it's crazy. You said that I had a DM from somebody. I was just looking at it um, from Jay Pry, the guy, I guess I, we shouldn't expose people in DMs, but they, <laughs> he he DM'd. He said, "Hey, qu- question a question for the pod." He said, "Do you think uh, Dwight's? <laughs> we could really expose him." <laughs> I was gonna say, just, that's that's a very dangerous precedent. We're just gonna be calling. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, "Yo, question for the pod. Do you think Powell's output?" slash overall play has increased with his reduced role. I feel like he's been playing so much better now that he's a true role player, 18 to 20 minute a game guy. I agree. Yes. So, okay, but it's a it's about he's not playing against starters anymore. <laughs> I yeah. Right? Like yes. It's not even necessarily about the amount of time. Uh even though that amount of time started I think before, it does help though. But he Jason Kidd reduced his amount of minutes while he was still starting him, but now he's bringing him off the bench with that same reduced amount of time. And Hold on. Playing Hold on. Playing you're again. saying, you're saying that Dwight's playing better because his role was changed. That's a, that's an old reference. That's another old bit locked on Mavs. Bit. Oh man. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. And, and the Mavs all of a sudden have two backup centers that are pretty decent, right? Yeah. Dwight Powell, Marquise, Chris, solid. Both, that, both those that was guys. our whole thing with Dwight before. Is like Dwight at thirty minutes a game. No, no. Dwight at like fifteen and to eighteen starting. minutes. Yes, and sorry, Dwight off the bench at fifteen to eighteen Great. minutes a night. Let's do Excellent. it. Excellent. Running the pick and roll, like all. Yes, let's do that. 
even though he got hit in uh, kind of a low blow from Nurkic tonight. And they reviewed it at Secaucus and just spent all the time in the world. Can you imagine what they're trying to do? Like just like every frame, like how close did Nurkic's knee? I thought the freaking get- government was replaying it. How many replays do we have to have in a basketball game? Like did Nurkic's knee really hit Dwight's poutine like that? Did it really get there? Uh, yeah. So I mean, now we're just starting to bounce around. But coming up, let's get into Chris Porzingis because I do want to talk about his game a little bit. It was mm-hmm. really interesting. Did he bounce back from the frustration game he had against the Warriors? Did he have the game that he wanted to have? He did lead the Mavericks in scoring, but why was it such a complicated game for him? We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about this team. We've been throwing around who. Um, who played well and all that kind of stuff. Christoph Porzingis, I thought, had a really interesting a really interesting game. The last couple of days, I guess. Last two games have been interesting for Porzingis. Because in the Warriors game, he obviously did not play well. He played defensively pretty decently, but offensively just didn't have it. He punts the ball. He gets ejected from the game, called for a technical. And so in this game, you're like, okay. He's coming back out. He's playing against Nurkic and a team that has no other bigs. <laughs> right? The rest of the rest of this. Uh, team is like 6-6 six, six and below, basically. It's what the Blazers played in this game. So you're thinking, yeah. this is the game for Porzingis to bounce back, to have a really dominant game, and to go out there and to play really well. He finishes the game with 22 points, leading the Mavericks. He gets into some foul trouble. Why was this game so weird for Chris Alpha Porzingis? Because it didn't feel like he led the Mavericks in scoring. It was a real good, full, like comp- comp- complete game from Porzingis. Well, I mean, I feel like it's kind of two different games for him, right? I mean... You look at the the first quarter from him. He was a plus 15 in the first quarter. Almost 12 minutes played. Almost the entire first field. One of one of one from three. He had 14 points, two rebounds, and was a plus 15 in the first quarter. And four, I mean, what is it? Eight of those points were just were just pick and rolls and Luca was was hitting him and it, it I think that that really started to get him going but then it was all the other kind of shots just weren't going down for him. Yeah, and then he had that you know the one three that one he hit three. in this game was, you know, from Seattle basically <laughs> and it it was incredible but it was just it was a tale of two games for him because you watch that first quarter and if you turn the game off after the first you're saying, "Dang, did he hit 50?" Like, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, this is 40 is in play for Porzingis after. This. Yeah. Like, man, this is going to be one of those nights, big time KP night. But then it was just a different game. It, it felt like, you know, some things was forced. Um, You know, he's just, you know, missing shots after that. He just felt uncomfortable the rest of the game. And it, it was just it was a weird game. It's like you said, it's a weird game, even though he led the team in scoring. He We're finishes- praising him. We're saying he did great in scoring. KP. No, I, I don't care. I don't care about that. He he finished the game. On, he finished the game on minus two. When he when his, the them. first quarter he was a plus he was a plus fifteen. Like it just it the the end of this game was really confusing for him. And it's been uh, if you don't set up Chris Porzingis, I mean, how many times have we done this? If you don't set him up with those pick and rolls, with those wide open threes, and he's not hitting the wide open threes except for one that he hit tonight. Um, Unless he can get to the free throw line, his scoring has been really kind of limited. Um, yeah. But he can still score because you can you can use him in so many different ways. He can still lead the lead, lead the team in scoring even when he's having kind of an off night, which is just a really weird thing from him. Uh, he got into foul trouble that 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 definitely held him back, held back his rhythm, and that's what he struggles with, right? He struggles when he can't get a rhythm and he can't, you know, hit those kind of shots. But 
Um, but yeah, didn't feel like he had the patience on his shot that he normally has in some of those games when he does well. And I think that's the big thing for Porzingis. For sure. And I, I mean, I, with Lucas scoring 15 points, what do you say? You're like, all right, if the Mavericks are going to win with Luca just scoring 15 points. Yeah. What then you're, you're either going to need, you're going to need a couple other guys to score over 20, or you're going to need a lot of guys to be in double figures. And they almost had both of it, right? Like they had two other guys and they had at least 20 Porzingis, 22 JB at 20. And they had seven guys in double figures. Like it was a, well-rounded scoring effort from the whole team tonight. And I think if you're, if you're handing out game balls, you know, obviously Brunson had a really good game, the 2011 Luca has the triple double, but I know we already talked about him, but I I just thought Reggie played in a a great game tonight. We talk about the, you know, yesterday's podcast. We talked all about Tim Hardaway. And if you missed yesterday's pod for some reason, Tim Hardaway left foot fracture, you know, he's probably going to be out the rest of the regular season. We'll see what timeline looks like for the playoffs. Yep. But how are they going to replace his minutes in the rotation? I, what was it? Was it going to be Trey Burke? They're just going to throw an offensive guy in there. Was no. it going to be, you know, a collection <laughs> of guys? And so you look at the bench, you know, tonight, Reggie Bullock, 25 minutes, Josh Green, 15, Frank Nelikina. He got a good chunk of those minutes tonight. He had, you know, 15 minutes tonight. He was a plus plus 10 in the game. I thought he had some good minutes. So they kind of did that collective. Sterling Brown's still out right now. I'm assuming, yeah. you know, he'll be in the rotation when he comes back. But, um, I mean, that it looks like that's the route they're going to go, you know, in, in replacing Tim. I like that route. I like the route of, of Frank and Josh basically eating up the rest of those minutes. Now, they're going to play together a little bit, and I like when they play together because I think this Mavericks defense has kind of fallen off a little bit here over this last couple stretch. It's hard to play defense at the level the Mavericks have been playing. The way that they play defense, you have to rotate all the time and be on point and be fo- hyper-focused and know your assignment and know where you're going to go and you know and be able to close out quickly. And like That all takes energy and effort. And the Mavericks have been doing it now for almost two months, and that wears on you. And so when it starts wearing on you, what do you need? You need some fresh legs to come in, and Neil Akina and Josh Green can be that because, one, they're young, and two, they haven't played that much, so they can come in be yeah. some fresh legs, defend really well. I thought both of those guys had some really good defensive plays in this game where they stopped possessions or they altered possessions or they made it just a little bit harder for some of the guys on the Blazers team. And if they're going to replace them with that, then all of a sudden, you know, the Mavs have some more defensive options that they can throw out there. Um, still have yeah, some it, still some issues offensively if those guys are going to replace Tim Hardaway's minutes. But um, well, you look but they at bring two, something. You look at those two guys tonight, they both had 15 minute, minutes each in this game equals yeah. the 30 minutes. How many minutes a game? Was Tim Hardaway averaging thirty minutes? You look at their points. You look at their points tonight. Josh Green had nine points. Frank Nilakina had eight points. You know that's seventeen points. How that's much? Still how, math. how many points was Tim Hardaway, you know, Junior averaging this year? Fourteen, 14? maybe yeah. fifteen points in yeah. that. So if you look at it and you say, "All right, Josh and Frank," if we kind of split Tim's minutes, uh, you know, Reggie's still going to get his minutes. He was getting his minutes before, but if you look at Tim's minutes and say we got thirty minutes and we have we need to cover, you know, 14, 15 points a game, roughly Frank and Josh. Can you do that? Can we split y'all's minutes up? Whether it might be 20 minutes of Josh one night, 10 of, you know, Frank the other night or vice versa, or an even split, but can y'all get me a collective 15 points a night off the bench? I think that that's something that I'm going to be watching, whether it's fair or not. That's just something I'm going to be watching over the next, you know, few games. Who was the hot man, the hot player, hot player. Who was the hot player of the night? 
Are we giving it to Reggie? Let's get, yeah, let's give it to Reggie. I mean, he hit four threes in this game. Reggie Willock needs to hit those threes. We've how many times can we say that? <laughs> we're just gonna work. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> yes. he, if he hits those threes, it changes the, the calculus for the Mavericks for sure. So Reggie Bullock is the the Dirk Nowitzki hot player, the hot man of the night. Um, yeah, there you go. Any other players that stuck out to you? Um, Theo Pinson, uh, two minutes in this. The best bench player ever. The best no, just around the bench guy you could ever um, ask Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about hot player, I mean, this was a candidate for hot player. This is uh, uh, another, another guy who, you know, had the spotlight tonight. I thought he performed well, probably won some fantasy leagues. Kane Fitzgerald. I was going to say he's winding up. <laughs> had, uh, Kane Fitzgerald had, had a great night, you know. Shout out, probably sold some jerseys. I know the the you know highest you know selling jersey list came out the other day. I couldn't find Fitzgerald's name on it. I think he was probably right, barely missed the cut. But. We caught ourselves doing the same thing Warriors fans were doing last night, where they were like complaining about the refs up twenty, and the Mavs fans complaining about Kane Fitzgerald and the refs up fifteen. It's so annoying. Um, in the standings, the Jazz lose to the, the to the Suns. The Mavericks are now two games back from the Jazz now. The Jazz have been without Donovan Mitchell for, because of a concussion. Rudy Gobert, um, I've I've heard all of these things a lot because you know Wait, who, my, who told you that because you know who my boss is. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about it, but, uh, but yeah, the Jazz are on a little bit of a, a, a fall right here. The Mavs next three games: the Carlisle Bowl on Saturday, home for the Pacers. Do you see how many points the Pacers gave up tonight? 158. Rick I had to look out the rest I, of his hair. I had to look at it several times. Well, you think he just went home and played piano all night? Like, like he just he just didn't leave the piano. He just went and played it the rest of the night. <laughs> then, so then back to back at Orlando uh, against the Magic, and then on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's three games. That should be three dubs right there. That should be three wins for the mm-hmm. Mavericks to pad to pad this a little bit and to possibly catch the Jazz over this next stretch. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, I gotta see some. I gotta see about when Sabonis is coming back. But I mean, Pacers—they're missing guys. We know Turner's out and everything. But and they're just done. That team just keeps—they just keep losing. <laughs> they just keep like they're—they're they're yeah. done. They—they're waiting for trades. They're waiting for moves to happen. But and, and I, I think um, I think there'll be a little. They won't admit it and they won't you know acknowledge it. But I think there'll be a little bit added. Uh, you know, just a little, a little, little extra a, mustard, a little, a little extra. added juice uh, for uh, for Saturday night. Welcome, welcome, Rick, back to town, and uh, yeah, the Mavs will be like that, or the Pacers. I think the Mavs will. I don't think the Pacers will care. <laughs> but I no, the, the Mavs will care. No, 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 no. <laughs> there you go. We will be. We will have a, a post game show to break that down tomorrow. We also have Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report to talk about all the rumors surrounding the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll get into that tomorrow. Be sure to check back up on the show. What are the, What is the rest of the NBA saying about the Mavericks? Who is out there? John Collins, Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder, all those names we talk about with him. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. And we're starting our deadline dash. A pod every single day until the trade deadline. So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Hello.